Welcome back. Your welcome dreams back. were welcome your back. ticket out. Welcome back, Cotter. No, it's a good show. You, you never saw Welcome Back, Cotter? No, I've seen the show. I'm just saying I have Who to Who are cut. you? Who I is have... this stranger in the room? I don't know. Do, it, we this... can't get... Wow. And we, we can't get sued for that, can we? You might. For singing it. Maybe. We should really make sure those buttons are turned off, though. <laughs> this they're, is... They're turned ladies off. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is a show, a podcast... And that voice that you heard may not be a voice that you've heard before. That's John Shirley. John Shirley, we have a, we have a producer now. His name is John Shirley? No, it's not. Kind of it is. John Calvin Shirley. I did not know that. John Calvin, JC. I've Thank only you. known him as JC. JC is what I call him. Welcome. Thank you. I feel so welcomed. <laughs> Who said he could talk, though? Did you we? did. You did. Oh, I did. I screw up all the time. It's okay. God gives us second chances. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, today is a day that will go down in history. The first and only day that episode one of season three of Because You Watched Whoosh will bless your ears. Uh, Wait, the show is, is called Because You Watched Whoosh, Whoosh. Star Crash. There we go. There we go. Did I? You didn't do part? the Star Crash. Oh, I'm so excited because we're back together. It's been a long time. It's been a long, hot summer. We'll, we don't want to talk about the summer. Anyways. Anyways, we've started. Have we? We have started. And this season, uh, we are going to pick up not even close to where we left off. Uh, last season, we talked about superhero films. This season, we're going to talk about apocalyptic films. I think I said that word right. Yeah. Words with more than three syllables are hard for me. Apoco yeah, that's a lot. Anyway, this film that we're going to talk about today is called Mad Max. And our illustrious Dr. Alan Barris is the person who picked that. And before Alan, we'll talk about how you picked it and why you picked it and what it's all about. We're here with Michael Clink. Yeah. Sorry, everybody forgets about the adjuncts. Everybody forgets about me, yeah. Alan, how was your summer? My summer was fine. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds so bitter. That's Alan. <laughs> There's there's no setting there's Even no preset the most that can fix that. Comments <laughs> is interpreted as bitter. Yes. Alan, whoever wounded you when you were a child, I'm so sorry. You should stop talking, Life surely. Wounded me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, let's make sure we turn Shirley's mic down, and then <laughs> <laughs> you signed up for this, bud. Uh, Alan, Mad Max, tell us a story. Tell us a story. Mad Max is a love story about a man named Max and his deep love of the open road, which is filled with baby-murdering, polymorphously perverse psychopaths. Wow. He's not wrong. I shouldn't have watched it. I thought that's, <laughs> that's all I needed. It was, uh, it's a 1979 film? Is that when it was yep. made? And is this uh, an American film? Or no, it's Australian. It's Australian. Australian. And it was shot for uh, $300,000. Wow. That's a lot of money for what they put out there. That's not a lot of money. Um, for it's not ones. a lot of money considering that the budget for Dirty Harry, um, which has a lot fewer car chases in it, uh, was about $4 million. Oh, uh, yeah. That's crazy. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, Star Wars I think was about 11. it. Right. I was thinking three hundred million, and then you said three hundred thousand. Yeah, I yep. still got my summer brain on too. Wow. Yeah, this isn't a Marvel movie. So, Alan, when did you first see? When did you first see this? It's probably been at least twenty years. Oh, wow. I it's it's I I I saw it. I think probably in college, and uh, I saw it, and I think I saw the Road Warrior at about the same time, and, and um. The only one of the Mad Max movies I don't have a vivid memory of watching all the way through is Beyond Thunderdome, which is the third one. And I don't know if I've actually seen the entire thing. Uh, whereas, of course, I saw Fury Road relatively recently. So, well, when it came out, anyway. Right on, right on. Clink, when did, did you ever see this before? No. Oh, wow, nice. You're a virgin just like me. Yeah. Yep. It's wow. the sound of our cherry popping. And clap. <laughs> Why are you doing Already? this? Already, <laughs> listen, dude. I know, listen. I know. Plus, I think that's okay. It's okay to be a virgin. Anyways, <laughs> speaking of changing the subject, I took notes. He took so, notes, so okay. that's a red letter day right there. Yeah, this is. Uh, I I saw this movie for the first time today, so I meant to watch it last night, but I went to bed at about seven o'clock and didn't do that. 
Makes sense. I woke up this morning at 4.30, couldn't go back to sleep. So I was like, oh, you know what? I'll watch Mad Max. Put on Mad Max, and at the 40-minute mark, I fell asleep again. <laughs> <laughs> so I just finished, and I tried to watch the movie this afternoon, but then people were bugging me all afternoon. So I just finished this movie at 3.50, so 20 <laughs> minutes ago. And wow. I tell you what, it was an amazing experience. Um Spoiler alert, because that's what we do. I don't even, I don't even remember seeing the toe cutter die. Yeah, he did. Uh, his okay, death did. is, uh, is not spectacular. Uh, it's not as cool as, uh, the death of, uh, of, uh, Johnny, the boy. Is who, he the last one? Yeah. Is he the last guy? Yeah. Yeah. That weirded yeah. me out. I saw Johnny, the boy die. And then I'm like, and then there's credits and I'm like, Oh, yeah. Toe Cutter must have survived. Well, it turns out Toe Cutter does survive. <gasps> How? He does. For this he one, doesn't, for the next actually. One. Oh, okay. Only symbolically, because the actor goes on to play the heavy in the fourth Mad Max movie in Fury uh, Road. So it is like Death Star. Except he's got his face hidden by a mask half the time. So, so I then took, he's a lot older and a lot chunkier by that point. I took one which full... Which I'm sympathetic. <laughs> I took one page of notes... Uh, our WTF moments, our quotes, and all those type of things that we'll we'll get into. Um, I filled up my page my my page about with like 15, 20 minutes left in the movie, and then I wanted to take more notes. And I realized, oh dear God, I don't want to waste a blank sheet of paper on any on this. So I started just filling in wow. around because uh, it's not good. It's what? not. It's not good. I mean, I must heartily disagree. Mad Max is a fine movie. Really, it's a cult movie. It's yeah. not supposed to be shot like an act. It's not supposed to be a pure on action movie. This is a weird Australian movie. I'll tell you why I don't like it the most. <laughs> the mix, the audio mix, is horrible. Yeah, which makes it really hard to it's understand. Three hundred thousand. Alan, it's it's also just turn up the microphones a little bit. It's That's also all in editing that when the score just bring the level of score down three decibels, and I could understand what Mumblemouth yeah. is saying. No offense, Australian friends. But they're also Australian, so that's the so that was the one thing, right? That little bit of an accent coupled with the score being really high. Yeah, it w- made it harder for me to understand some of the what and was being said. There were some parts where they didn't even need a score. It would have been more suspenseful yeah. if they didn't have a score at all. Yeah, kind of like Bender. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Shameless self-promotion. I'm so mad that Maybe. I didn't get to see that because I'm Alan and I could have been quoting it this entire podcast. Yes, well. So, awesome. so Alan, um, why do you think this movie's great? <laughs> Defend yourself. All right, yes. number one, this is a pre-apocalypse movie. So what does that mean? I always find to be more interesting than the post-apocalypse movie. Everything hasn't fallen apart yet. When we move on to Road Warrior arguably the most iconic of the Mad Max movies that sets the pattern for the later ones. Everything's fallen apart. Uh, It is a legitimately post-apocalyptic movie at that point. This one is just society is garbage and everything's falling apart. Except for the the long parts where we've got uh, Max and his family going on vacation where he tries to retire. It, that's kind of what weirded me out. Halfway through, it feels like it almost changes to a different movie, but it's not. It's just like it's because they have a budget of three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> the middle part becomes uh, becomes like uh, just like random vacation footage with menacing guys floating around in it for a while because they used all their money on the chases. <laughs> no, he's not allowed to use that uh, defense anymore. Now the three hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. It is yeah. totally why, though. Yeah. It's a it's a bottle episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it so it seemed like it took a while to get going. With the yes. whole goose being killed, they oh. actually set up the goose. Yeah. It's almost like this movie starts twice. Yeah. Right? It was, like, it know. feels like he should go on. Because this is really, uh, it's interesting, a a revenge film. Because right. the bad guys are taking revenge because Knight Rider, uh, no trademark, um, gets killed indirectly by the police chase, which Max is part of the, are they the police? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what the the role that they're playing, and then it becomes their seeking vengeance, which leads to uh, Goose dying. Um, thankfully, Ma- Maverick survives. Um, exactly. But uh, uh, which leads to that part of the revenge. I mean, but that isn't even a revenge plot. You would think that would be the point where Max 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Rakostansky. He has a last name, which surprised oh, really? me. Yeah, he has a last Rakotansky. name. Rakostansky. Um, which you would have thought that the revenge that Max wanted would have come from Gustein. Yeah. But he decides to go hang out in the wilderness with his family, leaves his baby alone in the middle of the woods, whatever. It's fine. It was and an emergency. It, <laughs> I guess, but... Anyway. They're Australian parents. What do you want? <laughs> there is a scene. There is a brief glimpse of a scene where they're they're in the house talking. The baby's in the living room. And they just, it's barely like a, a shot, but the baby picks up a gun. Yes. And I'm like, what is happening yes. here? It's foreshadowing. I guess. It just, it seemed very irresponsible. Yeah. Uh, to it. steal a uh, one of my favorite MST3K lines and repurpose it here, it looks like Australia has a South too. Anyway, <laughs> is yeah. it all of Australia the South though? Uh, the guy with <laughs> the guy, uh, big guy cousin running with the waders on into the woods with yeah. the yeah, he was. Um... <laughs> I think we might have to cut all this. I don't know. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I think it's fine. I think okay. it's fine. I don't care right. anymore. Gloves are off, Clink. Hey, so I thought this movie uh, that's was Michael Clink at mclink at artisreal.com. That's not a thing. Don't <laughs> don't try that because you'll get you'll get knocked back. Anyways, <laughs> I thought this movie was the duck's guts. You like, well, said. But your taste in film is awesome. <laughs> have you have, have you two ever seen Straw Dogs, the original, not the newer one? No. With, Dustin Hoffman? No, I haven't gotten around to it yet. It's really good. It's kind of a culty thing, too. This kind of reminded me of that, but Straw Dogs was more uh, focused. Because this seemed like, again, it had, like you were saying, Vanderpool, it had two beginnings. Yeah. So Straw Dogs is similar to where there's this kind of Captain action type thing, but it's, yeah. It would have seemed like the uh, revenge for goose could have been cool because like like all of his revenge stuff seemed like really really rushed mm-hmm. right um what's another re- uh isn't a cyborg with van damme that's kind of a revenge style film too and he's always yeah. knocking them off one i mean this is a this is a um uh fairly formulaic film that re- whole revenge type thing um I'm, i think delta force was like that too with chuck norris i pretty much half the canon catalog is is that kind of guy done wrong revenges blah 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 but um right it seems like so you could have because that i think goose dies around the midway point if i'm not mistaken the second half of the film could have been all that revenge stuff kind of cool setup whatever and then he retires with his family and then in the second one maybe the family becomes you know he thinks he's out but then he gets brought back in right in part two i don't know i'm overthinking yeah. things as no, always makes sense yeah one of the things you have to remember about cult movies in particular is that cult movies are almost never good the entire way through due Mm. to a bunch of different factors. Uh, I've seen enough of these things at, uh, at movie marathons in particular that it's the beginning really. And then there'll be a couple moments, usually near the end where things will build up and Mad Max fits this pattern. Exactly. The first 20 minutes are absolutely amazing. The open, uh, I, I love the Knight Rider sequence. This whole, the, the whole chase, him ranting over the uh, radio, the incompetent, the mostly incompetent cops. I'm a fuel and, injected and, suicide machine, I think is what a, a quote I wrote down. Not to steal your yep. quote, Thunder Allen, but that was, that was awesome. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of those, uh, uh, some of those lines are from uh, the ACDC song Livewire, by the way, which I which, have not confirmed what specifically. And ACDC is Australian, correct? Or, or, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is no more Australian band than ACDC. Uh, ABBA. Wait, they're Swedish. Yeah, that's um, The one thing that, that weirded me out at the beginning, Alan, was the uh, reveal of, of Max before he's mad. Um, <laughs> it seemed like they were doing a lot to just give you glimpses of him. And then when, uh, spoiler alert, again, for those that just are just tuning in, <laughs> um, uh, when... Knight Rider dies, and then it's all of a sudden just Max shows up and is and is standing there. Like the reveal seemed like it wasn't a good enough payoff for all of the like subtle hints that they were giving to his appearance. Yeah, I agree. Why are you worried about spoiling spoiling this movie if y'all think it's so bad? Oh, he thinks it's. Bad. I just think it's funny to say spoiler alert, but thank you for ruining my joke by pointing it out. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't a good joke. I'm you just saying. Be saying anything. Okay, well, I'll just <laughs> cut myself out then. <laughs> So, uh, beginning of this movie is... I'm so glad you're here. Go on. Yeah? Okay. I am. Beginning of this movie is... Thank you. Mel Gibson, 
uh, reckless, suicidal kind of guy who has a death at the beginning, and then he's drinking beer to saxophone music. Yeah. And then the end of this movie, like I was saying before to you guys, the end of this movie could be, we could have a double feature with this and Lethal Weapon, and it'd be the same thing. <laughs> Like, you could easily have Mel Gibson transplanted from uh, Australia to Los Angeles, have the story continue of this man, and it makes sense still. It doesn't, it just, it struck me as very odd that those two very different movies could coexist. Are they that different, though? I mean, they're police chasing bad guys. Yeah. And police can't drive, so they flip the cars over and they make wrecks and skate around. And we don't care about the pedestrians. This movie. Uh, I have to say, though, from what I saw, I think that the the director was was fairly competent. Alan, do you know George? It's George Miller, correct? Yeah, and George Miller directed uh, Fury Road as well. Cool. I don't remember whether he directed the the middle two. I think he did do Road Warrior, and I don't know if he did. I think he uh, like was partially involved with uh, Beyond Thunderdome, but uh, one of the reasons that so many that uh, a lot of people really liked Fury Road was that it it kind of got back to the George Miller formula mm. to a certain extent, and uh, it's a it's a much bigger and much more beautifully shot movie. I mean, of course, it it, it benefited from a gigantic budget on top of that, but. Uh, and a lot of experience too after shooting these other ones. So so Fury Road wasn't. Was it made with three hundred thousand dollars? It was made with. Money. Oh God, no! Fury Road was uh, was uh, a definite big budget. Was it was it better then because it had more money thrown at it? Uh, Fury Road is easily objectively the best of the Mad Max movies. Okay. Uh, Road Warrior really sets up the genre. Like I said, it, it's its own special thing because of that. But Fury Road is is in all counts a better movie. My question. And it's it, it's it's really it's really well done. My question for you two is how is this a pre-apocalyptic movie? Because there's nothing. I mean, yeah, things are dirty, but you still have towns, you still have family, society. The cars look really nice. The the bikers uh-huh. the, the cars the, look really the nice. The Ford uh Fairlane, the one that gets all beat up at yeah. the that looked really nice. Yeah. But the, and that the the quote unquote uh, biker gang actually follows safety with their helmets on, making sure that they have helmets on, which is weird to me. But it seems like this is just kind of a dirty place, Australia. <laughs> well, like I said, it's Sorry, society is winding down. It's not gone yet. Uh, notice the uh, th- there is still a legal system. Uh, yes. Lawyers. Uh, yep. very badly dressed lawyers too, um, show up at one point to spring uh, uh, Johnny the boy, mm-hmm. as I recall. Uh, so there is still a society, but note that the only cops we see are the highway patrol. In leather. And they are all dressed like gang members themselves, really, when it comes right down to And it. you can hear them walking up. My God. You, you, I, I, I watched it with headphones. I couldn't and, hear it over the score. Oh my god! Well, once the score goes down, you hear <laughs> of them just walking in in their leather pants. Yeah, I don't think they did any ADR because you could tell when the people got farther away uh, that the microphone, you know, their, uh, their Mike, volume was different. This was only made for three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> wow! Again, <laughs> um, yes, and and I think too the is it the Hall of Justice or whatever it is that the sign yeah. that the show a couple times the U is falling down so like yeah. it is definitely um, uh, a society that was once probably proud being kind of given up on on law and order to quote somebody <laughs> <laughs> we won't get into that um, this was a, a an interesting movie and the reason I brought up you know George Miller being somewhat competent. Um, as a filmmaker, was there were some uh, two really interesting foreshadowing things. One uh, I think was cool. One the other one I think is really really weird. Uh, the baby at the beginning that uh, you think may get injured in the traffic, and the two cars pass him foreshadows uh, what happens later on to uh, uh, Max's child. And then I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, well, at the end we see that the dog gets strung up. Yeah, that was Remember that? messed up. Yeah. Did you see when the bikers came into town the first time and the bikes all parked themselves? They all back in together like it's yeah, whatever. And yeah. the guy's got a dog on the back of his bike. And then in the background of the next shot, he is um, 
playing with his dog in a way that could be, um, yes, something could be. I'm stopping. Leviticus. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just sometimes have to get one out. (laughs) (laughs) This might also be along those lines, but it seems like the gang just wanted everything. So there was the guy running away with his pants off, and then the girl was all chained up. Did you notice the handprint on his ass? No, I noticed... Your ass is okay. Yeah, I noticed that his entire ass was red. Yeah. Like, something had happened to it. Yeah. Anyways, that might not be good. (laughs) Yes. Um, They were were all about mayhem, correct? I mean, that was really their their credo. They weren't trying to do anything, right? It was very... Anarchy. And I think, isn't that Alan a staple of some of these... um, films uh, i know cyborg was like that right they just wanted to see crazy things happen yes uh the the I, and again mad max sets this up where we have the forces of civilization in this one uh that are that are facing off against just craziness ultimately and that craziness usually manifests in weird religious beliefs um uh, sometimes pretty fetishy outfits, as we're going to see in the next movie. Um, lots of really weird. I, the, the the my word choice in the introduction as uh, polymorphously perverse um, covers it very nicely. Uh, sometimes the bikers are more uh, coded as gay. Mm-hmm. In other cases, they're just they're just weird. They just are into everything or, or in the case of, uh, in the fourth movie, we start getting away from the, uh, the weird sexual charge. That's part of that. And like a desire to pretty much sacrifice yourself becomes the, their lust in that case. So, um, but there's a, but this is a, if you're wondering where, the weird anti-gay stuff came from in uh in uh the new barbarians slash warriors of the wasteland it is picking up on a on a strain that shows up in this movie Mm -hmm. and i'm pretty sure that miller introduces that it was uh at the beginning they were the the one guy was pointing a rifle at a heterosexual couple having sex in the field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that that's not something. Then I don't know what is. But the cops are usually the cops are straighter. The cops are more associated with family and 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 civilization, as we usually see in these things, uh, uh, symbolism uh, symbolism wise. And then our our wild and free bikers are just into everything and into nothing, I guess, at the same time. Ultimately, they just want to destroy stuff. I have one more WTF moment, and then we'll see if you all have any, because I don't know that you do since you loved it so much, Clink. I didn't say I loved it. Uh, There's a scene uh, when Max is with his wife at home. And they're, I think, I don't think they're in the bed, but they're near the, they're in the living room or on the couch or something. And there are two pillows in the background. You may have to look at this. There are two pillows in the background. They're both, they're big oversized pillows, very round next to each other. They're pink with red small pillows on top. Mm. There's breasts in Did this film. Did not pick up on that at it's all. It's there. It's there because it's huge. They're huge. <laughs> and that, I was like, I, they drawed me out and I was like, what the... <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's how WTF moments go, surely. <laughs> I was just, what, what WTF moments do you have? I was just trying to listen to the voices because the first half of the movie, I didn't know the wife actually talked, especially when she did the sign language. I thought, oh, she has a deaf wife. No, she just the sound was just so low and yeah. the music was just so high. So I guess that would be my WTF, one of them. And then the kid playing with the gun. Yeah, man. Towards the end. There's the biker gangs being run over by Mad Max and things like that. And there's one of the stunt doubles that his bike goes flying forward. And then another bike comes in and hits him on the head. He's got a helmet on. Yeah. Because luckily this anarchy, anarchist biker gang is all about safety. But man, that looked like that. He that actually hurt. got injured. No, got, that would have hurt, hurt that guy. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you remember that, Alan, near the end? 
I I don't remember it, but I could I remember the crash though, so I yeah. could easily see it happening. Uh, one of the things that that another pseudo WTF moment was um you know the bike chases and they shoot it at a normal speed and then they'll over crank it or yeah. they're they're going at a normal a safe speed and then they over crank the camera to to make it appear faster. It's so te- it's so obvious when they do that. I was going eh okay. If this is a society that is going downhill, how come their roads look so amazing? It's Australia, man. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> it's like I'm from Michigan and the roads in Michigan, you would think the Motor City would have the best roads in the world. No. You just cross over into Ohio and you're like, oh, dear God. It's, yeah. yeah. Well, it's all concrete. That's why. Is it? Yeah. Michigan's concrete. Ohio's asphalt. And asphalt is... I blame Jimmy Hoffa. Because he's buried in the concrete? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, Alan, I, I do have some more WTF, so maybe you can help explain this. What's up with the weird accessories everyone's wearing? Like, everyone, every character has a weird accessory. Like, the bald guy, chief of police with his scarf that he wears even without a shirt. Like, you have oh, to take yeah. the scarf off to take the shirt off and put the scarf back on. And then the ant lady at the farm, she's got um, uh, leg braces. Like, everybody's got this little gimmick. I don't want to say gimmicky, but weird kind of accessory. They're characters. Like, okay, <laughs> they're weird. Aust- uh, they're weird Australians. So they're Australian. This is very much playing. Uh, this is the same not- kind of thing you'd see in a uh, uh, in a movie. In a lot of movies where you've got Southern characters as well, yeah. you'll you'll a have stereotype. Like, the, the the weird guy <laughs> indicated by some kind of weird prop on him. The uh, uh, auto repair person. He gives Max a pretty long look, if you didn't notice that. Mm. I didn't. Mm. Up and down in those oh, yeah. tight pants that Max is wearing. Well, that's because he's poured into those pants. I think that's why they cast Mel Gibson, because <laughs> he looks great in that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, there's a there's a shot where he's laying down, and yeah. It's, it's, it, it's leather the, pants, yeah. so it makes it look better. So um, in case there's any Australians out there listening that we haven't offended, let's put another <laughs> shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> Well, controversy gets gets listens. That's what I'm saying, man. And if I get fired, I think I get unemployment. Eh, I don't think so. Eh, shoot. If <laughs> you get fired because of this, it's not because of COVID. It's just because you said something you shouldn't say. And that's your own fault. You don't get unemployment for being stupid. And <laughs> Thank you, John. Yes, you're John, welcome, John is my voice of reason. John is the angel on my shoulder. Alan is the devil. And Clink, you're just here. <laughs> You're just an adjunct. I'm just in the background with a funny hat on dancing. If I'm the angel, you're in real trouble. Alan, I have a question. Is this movie the reason you took up juggling? Wait, what? Because Max at the beginning is juggling with apples. Oh, yeah. Yes, I did notice that. But uh, I I do do tend to notice who can juggle in movies. Uh, No, it wasn't the reason I took up juggling. I took up juggling to try to impress girls. It didn't work. Wait, when, when, when did you do this? Did you, it was, was that an episode of Happy Days that you saw? <laughs> I learned how to juggle in sixth grade. It was oh, the summer okay. sixth grade. Yeah, I, that makes sense. So in my first attempt to impress girls, I tried to learn to dance like Michael Jackson because the girl I liked in second grade liked Michael Jackson. At least that makes more sense. <laughs> It's still dumb, but it's less dumb than learning how to juggle to impress girls. I've just given girls drawings. Oh, and that worked. Yeah. Is that how you got your wife? No. That's odd, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you thought it worked. It did. I have a. I have a. The, my favorite part of this movie. My favorite part of this movie is uh, when the. I think it's. Is it Bubba? Yeah. Hit by the semi, and the effect shot of his eyes oh, getting yeah. bigger. That reminded me of actually. Uh, that's that's toe cutter getting hit. Yeah. Oh, is it? Bubba yeah. was already dead. Uh, Bubba, they uh, uh, Max shot him. I must have looked down for thirty seconds. Plan. Yeah, Bubba, this guy looked like um, Toe Cutter's the one who hit. And actually, that right. they the eye shots are reused because they actually did the same thing with um, with Knight Rider. <sighs> nice. There's just a really quick shot yeah. of him right before he blows up. Reminded me of uh, Large Marge from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Barely remember that. We'll watch it soon. Is that? I think that's a post-apocalyptic <laughs> film. <laughs> All right. So, 
what I mean, obviously we need to get to Allen's WTF moments, but what are the criteria that we're going for for this season? I guess would be the next question. But well, I'm skipping ahead, I guess. I think we just want to talk about uh, what makes this film or the films we're going to watch apocalyptic and, and use this kind of as, as the baseline for that. Um, yeah. Because there's going to be films that I'm going to ask us to watch a movie called Ice Pirates. I think it's post-apocalyptic, but it's in space, so it's always hard to tell. And I may change my mind on that as we go forward and I you know, rekindle, relook at what that was. Um, but I think three things we're going to try to do. Uh, define an apocalyptic film. Mm-hmm. And from that, there'll be the subset of, of a pre- and post-apocalyptic. Um, then the WTF moment, which seems to be everybody's favorite. Hi, Mom. And then uh, all the quotes and things. And then just our random gibberish. Yeah, so I would think that if we do this, then the most, the more crazy and wacky, the better. Because if we go for serious, actually good movies, I don't know if it will have that many WTF moments or kind of entertaining little tidbits. Well, no, I, I, don't know. I think there's there, always something. Espe- yeah. Especially in, in a movie like this that is, uh, or in films like this that are apocalyptic, even like Wally, right? Uh, Wally is a post apocalyptic. I can't, Alan, you're going to have to say that word for me. The entire second half of Wally is a WTF for me. What? See? There you go. Wow, I like that movie. It's a good um, movie. But yeah, I think fat people much anyway <laughs> <laughs> was a little sensitive. Oh, okay. So I think yeah, I don't. I just I think that by nature those pre and post apocalyptic films will have some WTF moments in them. I mean, even our best, you know, I think last season, um, Zorro might've been one of our better films. Mm-hmm. And there was I, at least some WTF moments in there. I think is the, even though it's a lost episode now. Sorry guys. What? Seriously. I, Again, I don't think I'm very good at first this. of the wasteland. That's, and now this, that's why I hired I hired JC. He can, is it know, really lost? I, let's not he talk about my problem. He didn't hit the record button. Apparently, I'm guessing. No, it was somewhere, but now it's nowhere. Not anywhere. Oh, leave awesome. me. Leave me alone. All right. Cool. That's so fine. glad we have Your a, a younger person. Anyway. Uh, what? We're enabling the future generation to yeah, take. Yeah, but we have a younger person made. actually that knows about technology to do stuff instead of the older man who doesn't really know about technology. Anyway. Anyways, back to the movie. <laughs> Wait, Clink. Doesn't it feel to be one of the two youngest people in this group? I am. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy. Congratulations. Hey, Clink. Anyways, hey, don't click. do it. I saw your eyes. Do us, <laughs> saw your eyes. do us a favor and look down. No. Anyways, <laughs> this is an audio podcast. We're going to cut all this out. I want the thumbnail for this podcast to be the top of Clink's head. That's so mean. <laughs> so mean. Anyways, so with this apocalyptic, I'm going back to this. With this apocalyptic, apocalyptic. <laughs> See, it's not as easy. Yeah. Now. Can, can we I, get a drop apocalyptic so just anytime we say it, you can press the button. And, can I try and say it? No. No, okay. <laughs> with with these apocalyptic movies, um, is it society that is either going down, down, or going to be down, or is it uh, uh, maybe the person's inner world? Uh, that is open to interpretation. Okay. Although usually when we see a person's interior world declining, they are symbolic of society declining. Okay. I give you American Psycho, for example. That's why he's the doctor. It's true. I concur, doctor. He makes us smarter. <laughs> I try. Alan, what <laughs> what were your moments? You, did you have any WTF moments? Uh, let's see. Um, probably the only really big one for me is the weird... I don't know why I found it weird that the wife played saxophone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, white women can play saxophone. It's okay, but... <laughs> For some reason, I just that shot just struck me as very strange. In a movie filled with strange shots, that one was just kind of a. I didn't remember that. Okay. Um, other than that, uh, I mean, a, a lot of the WTF in this is does is part of of the world. It's part of just everything being messed up. What was the name of the road? It was Anarchy, but spelled C H I E. Yeah. The road signs are there were close ups of the road signs at the beginning there, very prominent. Yep, that was the first uh uh the opening shot. But that shot with the wife playing the saxophone started me thinking that this is Riggs when he was in Australia and then he went to Los Angeles 
And then it got me thinking, what other movies that Mel Gibson has been in are connected? Maybe Riggs's great-great-grandfather was in the Revolution, Revolutionary War. Or his great-grandfather was, uh, was William Wallace. Was Mel... Has, great, great, the great, Patriot great. was Mel... Mel I was about to say Mel Brooks. Not Mel Brooks. <laughs> it was Mel Gibson, right? Yes. When, yes. when he had the rifle and it was went running into the woods, I thought of that. Yeah. It's it's probably a lot like Quantum Leap, just just not good. Not as good and not as good. Yeah, somewhat racist and and, and less cross dressing. But I digress. <laughs> Thank you, Shirley. Uh, I also had, so one final WTF moment for me near the end of the film when the freak does Max become MacGyver. Yeah, the, the gas pouring out and he decides to set up the light to. I don't know. How did he know that that's how Goose got it? I mean, Goose was on fire, but how do you know that that's who did it? Reasons. <laughs> Reasons. So we only have about 15 minutes left, and Clink has yet to bring up Back to the Future, so we should probably keep going. That was going to be one of my movies I was going to pick. Back to the Future 2. Oh, really? Alternate 1985 where Biff Tannen takes over? Uh, the, the alternate 1985 is dystopian. Yes. Yeah. So, so, Alan, I mean, is there anything... This is your film, so I don't want to steal any any... Uh, thunder that you may have left in your tank, uh, but is there anything else you want to you know talk about this movie, or should we talk about the rest of the season how it might play out? Well, let me uh, share a few quotes. Yes, and then we can move on. Yay. I love uh, this is my Alan. Pick. Alan, hold on. I just want everybody to know this is my favorite part of the show <laughs> when we get inspired, interpreted, re- <laughs> words are hard, interpretations of and readings from Dr. Alan Barris. All right. So that said. Um, the, my pick for the, uh, for the tagline for the episode is larger than life and twice as ugly. <laughs> I think he's talking about you, Clink. Oh, <laughs> or my nose. <laughs> wow. Uh, I particularly liked the, uh, like the weird, uh, scarf wearing boss begging Max to stay. You're on the top shelf. <laughs> Yeah, that was a weird exchange. I like the boss, so I like his look. I do like I do like the weird boss. That was a weird exchange. Definitely yeah. professionally weird. I think because he's got the line there talking about because that's when Max says he's quitting the force and he yeah. the 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 bald guy says, "Hey, we'll take a couple weeks off." And and Max says, "I'm not coming back." And or and asks him to come back in three weeks. Max says, "I'm not coming back." And then the bald guy says, "I may come with you." Yeah, that that was a pretty cool exchange. I thought. Uh, let's see. Any longer out there on the road, and I'm one of them. Uh, that's Max trying to explain why he's leaving, mm. and which of course which, is setting up his um, becoming effectively one of them by the end. And that's hugely interesting, though, right? Because in order for uh, law and order to exist in a world of chaos, it seems like that is one of the only ways to um, enforce is to. Be willing to go as far, and this is, you know, I'm stealing from uh, The Dark Knight, right? Willing to go as far as the bad guy. How far are you willing to go in order to serve and protect? And remember, we're also talking about a uh, a generation of movies where crime is very specifically shown as deviant. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like uh, it's like pure evil to be a criminal in a lot of these movies. I'm thinking Dirty Harry, where Scorpio, the the, the main villain, is just evil he's evil and crazy and that's it and just like the bikers and this they're evil and crazy they are only out there to be a menace to civilization and to the uh values of our hero but then the hero of course has to break with civilization to fight them this is the old uh, western plot where the gunslinger has to protect civilization in the town but can't stay mm-hmm. at the end he has to move on. Shane. Yeah, I was just thinking about Shane. Shane. Yeah. Yep. I have a friend, and that's Shane. the classic pattern there. Hi, Shane. Well, uh, the reason why I was laughing about the Dark Knight thing is there's a robot chicken. Robot chicken is a stop animation uh, uh, skit comedy cartoon thing. And one of the things was uh, Batman was beating up Joker. He's beating up so bad that he actually kind of started liquefying almost his head. And he goes, no. One more punch would kill you, and now I'm not going to cross that. But he's like in a coma, and he's never going to walk again. But it's okay because Batman doesn't kill, <laughs> which doesn't make sense sometimes. <laughs> he can yeah. he can mentally hand and physically handicap you, but he won't kill. Mm-hmm. 
don't know. Oh, and one more quote. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Lots of wooing. Yes. Alan, you're gonna have to do that again, but move back. <laughs> we may have to cut. We have to replace that. <laughs> didn't no, I it, tried covering the mic a little, but apparently it didn't work. It didn't clip. But you know what? If you want to do it again, just for the heck of it, make him do it again. Make him do it again. <laughs> Alan, it clipped. You're gonna have. To, there you go. There. <laughs> nice. Awesome. I am ready to. I love my job. Air ass across the post-apocalyptic wasteland. Though. Yes. So my pick is going to be Warriors of the Wasteland. No, I'm kidding. Please, I'm kidding. no. I'm kidding. No. But I definitely, so we saw Warriors of the Wasteland was our first season, correct? Yes. Lost episode. Yeah. It's out in somewhere. That one I'm not going to cry about because that was just. Nope. Yeah. That is lost forever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, fine. We're cool. Um, uh, but I could definitely see how that was inspired by, I mean, the person that watched this made that. I mean, that's just right. how that happened. Um, if I think about, you know, post or apocalyptic films, post however we're going to say it. Uh, Wally, um, falling down is falling down a post-apocalyptic or, or pre, the pre-apocalyptic, right? Family. It would be a pre-apocalypse one. I'd, I'd put in the same to- point. It's it's setting up modern society as a dystopia. Mm-hmm. There's a theory that Pixar's Bugs Life is post-apocalyptic too. Really? That's a theory. I have that movie because they're all they're all connected. Apparently, kind of weird. Um, Running Man. Yeah. Well, if you're gonna go with that, then there's Soylent Green. Yeah. Um. Planet oh, of the, oh, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that. Yeah. Or we mentioned that when we were prepping for this. But yeah. Alan, so what are some of your uh, thoughts and potential post films for the season? End of the <laughs> so world films. To say. Yes. End of the world films. Well, I've got a uh, a serious one in mind. Uh, and it's going to take a major investment of time, and it's slow on top of that. Wow. Sounds perfect, Alan. Is this Apocalypto? Uh, No. (laughs) Another Mel Gibson movie? (laughs) Although Apocalypto, weirdly enough, would count. Yeah. It's not. Well, Alan, if you want to make it a surprise, if you want to make it an October surprise, we can wait until October. (laughs) Well, it's not going to be that surprising. Um, I am going to recommend my first Vim Vendors movie. Until the end of the world. Yeah, I, 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 I know. Words I don't even okay. know what they mean, right. Alan. Uh, it uh, is a very long movie and slow as hell, but it's got a great soundtrack. So I'm going to need about four weeks to watch that. So, Yes. Yeah, it, is, it does take some time. Uh, I'm also going to recommend uh, my second favorite movie, and that would be Natural Born Killers. Okay. That's a good one. It's been a while since I've seen that one. Rodney Dangerfield at his finest. Oh yes. Wait, what? Rodney's in it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, hmm. he plays uh he plays the awful dad. Oh, okay. In the in the uh sitcom sequence. Speaking of Rodney Dangerfield, would Caddyshack 2 be a post-apocalyptic film? <laughs> Cuz they destroyed the golf course Only in the first one. Only in that it destroyed the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very good point. Uh what about Blade Runner? Uh, Blade Runner is a dystopian movie. Uh, it's it's a weird dystopian that it's actually mostly pretty pretty, but um, it is it is dystopian. The, the story it came from is definitely dystopian. If it's dystopian, it there's still society, and the society isn't breaking down or hasn't been broken down, so it's just dirty. Like society has not collapsed, but it's pretty. It's got a lot so, of weight on itself. Could be still pre, right? So I, I don't even know if I see it as pre though. I don't know. What about Judge Dredd? Uh, I Judge Dredd would count. Uh, if we're going to watch anything Judge Dredd, I would highly... Actually, it is literally post-apocalyptic because there's no, the apocalypse war that mm. happened at one point. Um, uh, I would recommend Dredd, actually, which is actually a legitimately awesome movie. Is it's that good. the new one? Yeah, with Carl yeah. Irvin. Okay. Judge Dredd? Yeah, cool. it's good. Ooh, but yeah. you got McCoy? Sil- yeah. Nice. You got Sylvester Stallone going, I am the law. So it's awesome. I, I am the law. I am the law. That's closer to it, yes. <laughs> yeah. You can't sound like you're having a stroke. Uh, uh, there was, anyways, there's the whole thing about Stallone and his birth that made it happen like that. Oh, no. Like, I get 
that yeah. Stallone is the way he is. I'm saying the two of you <laughs> trying to be Stallone are having a stroke. Oh, okay. So we're, awesome. only, we're making fun of people. Never mind. That's not good. We're we not should. making fun of people. We're just making fun of him. We should just have like a hand in the background going like this during the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just cut it all, Shirley. Cut it all. Uh, I had another really good one, I thought. Shaun of the Dead. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, oh, zombie, yeah. any zombie like, movie? Pretty much any zombie movie would count. Yeah, but Shaun of the Dead is awesome. I mean, I hate zombie movies, truth be told. Uh, I just never got into them, so that might be kind of cool. Oh, what is the one? There's one uh, with Jenna Jameson and Robert England about stripper zombies. That is was, it called was stripper okay. zombies? It might have been called stripper <laughs> zombies. It, might, it, was, it was okay. I mean, if you want to go super, super serious, there's Children of Men. What's that? Uh... That, was, that sounds like a book. Did somebody... Is that from a book? Uh, it could be. I don't know. Mm. Uh, oh, that's Of Mice and Men. Yeah, no, that's a bad... Well, I hate that book. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alan. He's in so much pain right now. That's okay. Um, So who gets to go next? Who gets to actually I make thought you already pick? picked one. Did I? Did you? I can't remember. That was like 30 minutes ago. Oh, jeez. Well, I, I can pick. Oh, do we? You might as well get it over with. Back <laughs> uh, to Future Two. No, no, no. I'm not. Oh. No, I, I, I sent the trailer to you guys because I found it on Amazon. I don't watch anything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's that day. Uh, it's called Turbo Kid. Tur oh, Turbo Kid. Yes, I did watch that. Oh one. yeah, look at that, huh? Yeah. I, I don't mean, watch anything you post. I'm, I'm, I'm man. I'm hyper negative, Clint. Are you? Don't you are you that? always trying to hurt my feelings? Yes. Man. I gotta toughen you up. I'm here. Came here to do two things: get bleeped and melt snowflakes. <laughs> And we're all out of bleeps. <laughs> oh, I want to see that too. What is that one? Um, chewing gum. What oh. is that? We were going to go see it and then the COVID hit. They live. They live. Oh, they, is that? Is that? Mm, is that a, one? No, that's that's sci-fi. That's sci aliens are taking over, right? Yeah, but that's that's. I think that I don't think that aliens could be should be involved in a post-apocalyptic or apocalyptic well, films. Uh, invasion of the body snatchers. Because when, when Alan, wouldn't you say that if we're gonna okay, let's let's circle back to where we are or where we started from. Wouldn't you say that apocalyptic films are ones where the breakdown is coming from inside of the system itself and not from an external? Although then I guess any nuclear type thing, but usually that is a, 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 a an attack type thing that was brought upon by themselves. I guess is what I'm saying versus an external Sometimes force. Sometimes the villain is the apocalypse. Sometimes the villain is like the environment that has been created. <gasps> in other cases, the villain it, no. are the, the villains are the people who are who have survived it. Mm -hmm. uh, the Walking Dead yes. has uh, like the, the 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 TV show has largely drifted away from being about the zombies being the threat, and he and it becomes about humans being terrible to each other. So in the end, like it was that. man mm -hmm. who was the monster, not the monster themselves. Is that from Frankenstein? No, I just made it up. I don't know. I think he stole that from Mary Shelley. But, <laughs> Probably. Okay. So are you going to go or? I just said it. What'd you say? Turbo, Turbo Kid. Kid. Oh, Turbo Kid. Thanks. It looks fun. <laughs> I cannot remember fun. things from 30 seconds. My short-term memory is gone. It's on overload. Ground control to Major Tom. Cut that too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to wrap it up, I think. What did we learn? That's what we do. We got to end with what we learned. Yeah. That's our shtick. I learned... That's why people stick around this long. Hi, Mom. I learned that if you're going to go out for revenge, you need to dig two holes. One for the person you're avenging and one for yourself because revenge is never good. I thought you were saying one for your baby. I mean, <laughs> it's just revenge never pays. You could go with the Klingon proverb, too, if you wanted. Let's hear that Can one. Can you say it in the original Klingon? No, unfortunately, I can't. I'm no, learning. I don't care. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Revenge is a dish best served cold. Yes. What did I learn? What did you learn? <laughs> I don't know if I learned anything. Oh, that's not good. I mean, I learned that Mel Gibson is an actor and not just a crazy guy eating hamburgers. And according to Barry, no, that was Hasselhoff. I get those two confused. Do you guys ever do that? Confused no, Hasselhoff not those Mel Gibson? two. No. Really? They got a lot of similarities. Hasselhoff was Star-Lord's father and... Gibson was not. I learned that they made movies in Australia because I think this is the only Australian film I've ever seen. 
Uh, I'm going to no. make you guys watch Wake and Fright later on, uh, which is another Australian cult film, which is kind of amazing. Nice. Crocodile Dundee. That's not an Australian film. It starts out in Australia. Mm, does it, though? I think it does. I'm pretty sure it does. It actually does. It just sucks. <laughs> Alan is destroying my teens. <laughs> yeah. It's fair. I said Mad Max sucked. It's okay. <laughs> Alan, what did you learn? I learned. Other than you're here with a couple of idiots. <laughs> I learned that when the apocalypse happens, Australia is still going to have some pretty kick ass roads. <laughs> yeah, nice. they are. In Australia, you won't be able to tell the difference. <laughs> Look at that. Now you're making fun of Australia. <laughs> well, I think we kind of pissed them off with the whole shrimp on the barbie thing. But they'll have a Foster's and they'll be fine. Stereotypes for everybody. I don't care anymore, Shirley. What did Australia ever do to you? They were I don't know. They, they, gave us, they gave us Elle McPherson, so I take back everything I said to you Australians. As a point of clarification, no Australian would ever drink Foster's. Oh, damn. And no Australian was hurt in the making of this podcast. Is it like Killian's? Because Killian's isn't made in Ireland. Some BS, dude. It's not? No, I think I'm being cool. Hey, George Killian's. Irish Red? It's not. Yeah, it's made in freaking America. Might as well be Bush Light. If you like Killian's, well, I'm not going to put in a beer commercial in the middle of this. Well, it's at the end, Alan. (laughs) I'm I'm not a beer drinker, so I would. What do you drink? Hard cider or liquor? That's fun. Should we say Girl. bye, folks? Don't drink if you're under 21, unless you're in Australia, which is, I think, 18. Or Canada, it's 19. It's 19? There you go. Yeah, and, it is 19. And then in Mexico, as long as you can have money and go up to the bar, you're fine. <laughs> Who haven't we made mad yet? I don't care anymore. I'm just saying, we can make fun of the English. <laughs> Let's put it in the boot. <laughs> Wait, that, that would have been appropriate if this had been Warriors of the Wasteland. And with that, folks, uh, don't say bye, folks. Bye, folks. <laughs>